Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast and welcome to a new year, 2024. Today, my guest is Jessica Love. She is a spiritual woman's empowerment coach who uses psychosynthesis, tarot, astrology, yoga, and embodiment to empower women to heal their hearts, find their voices, and step into their authentic power through her wild woman coaching container. When she isn't coaching, Jessica also offers tarot and astrology readings and works as an instructor and student mentor at Psycho Spiritual Institute, teaching inspiring life coaches, therapists, healers, the power of psychosynthesis life coaching. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a Gemini intro for me to have. So <laughs> I appreciate you. I know that was probably a mouthful. <laughs> not. It's okay. I get words easily <laughs> twisted. So I have to be, re- I have to really slow down um, and be really careful because from the South words just don't always fit into my mouth as effectively as it does other people. I know English is supposed to be an easy language, but it is very difficult. It's the only language I know. So uh, makes it kind of fun, right? So people laugh at how I pronounce things and say different words. And so, you know, it's just part of the... (laughs) I pronounce and say words beautifully. And English is actually, I think, the hardest language, personally. (laughs) Well, thank you. Miss Nikki found you somewhere out there in the ethers. I remember you asking, how in the world did you guys find us? She searches on so many different things, looking for guests for our show. So I love it that she found you. And what's really awesome is she just moved to Denver. So she's right in the area as well. So share with us, Jessica, today, what took you on this journey? Because People are awakening and finding their way and they find it in different ways. And I think when we share our stories, it gives them a little bit of hope that, you know, things are happening purposefully in their lives. So share your story with us. Totally. Yeah, I believe that hundred percent. And thank you, Nikki, for finding me and bringing me here. Um, so I think from an early age, I always felt a little different. Um, I was a very sensitive little girl and I would sometimes like see things that weren't there or hear things that weren't there and felt very connected to babies and the elderly. Like from an early age, I was always either at the, even as a teenager, I was always at the kids table at a family gathering or I was with, you know, like my grandparents. Um, and I kind of shut that part of me off for most of my life, um, pretty much throughout my whole teens and early 20s. Um, I just 
I felt so sensitive and I felt the world in such a deep way that it manifested in a lot of depression and anxiety and substance use and eating disorders. Um, and what happened that kind of threw me into a loop was a series of accidents threw me into alignment. I, I really believe that when you're not on the right path, the universe, God, or whoever you believe in, is just going to like slam you <laughs> into alignment. And that's where we find that meaning and a deeper purpose in what we go through. So there was a series of accidents. I won't get into all of them, but the biggest one that kind of really shook me up and created a whole new life was um, I was 21 and I was actually totally sober. I'd started my therapy journey, but I still was neglecting the spiritual parts of me. I was getting interested in tarot. I was getting interested in astrology, but I wasn't really sure if I fully believed it. And I went out with some friends one night. I was the DD. And something in my gut just told me like, do not go out, do not go out tonight. But I was like, I'm going to go out. And I woke up on a concrete floor and my head was in the concrete. And there were a bunch of people looking at me like, are you okay? And in that moment, I just felt the presence of what well, I say, God, but you could say universe or certain deities, if you resonate with that or star systems, but somebody was there with me. And I just heard, you have to change. Like, you have to listen to me. So, you know, I remember being in the ambulance, going to the hospital, and I was just in prayer. And it was the first time that I intuitively, with no training, like, I called on my ancestors. I felt a grandmother and my grandfather from different sides of my family. And I just said, dear God, please keep me alive. I'm sorry I haven't been listening to you. I'm listening now and I'll do whatever you need me to do if you keep me here. And that was seven-ish years ago. I'm turning 27 this year. So um, yeah, that was kind of how I found it. I feel lucky to have found this earlier in life, but it's also sometimes a little uh, ungrounding because at that time when I was 21 and this happened, I, I didn't have like that strong sense of self, you know, that I, that a woman develops as she gets older. Um, but it's been beautiful to get to see the way that spirit has woven in my life since then. I love that. I love that. I talk to people a lot because I do Akashic Record readings that we have what I call bump, what they call bump contracts, which is what you're talking about. That Ooh. if we get too far off, we have set contracts in motion that they will automatically happen to bump us back on path. So it's always interesting that people come and say, am I on path? Am I on purpose? And I think everyone is on path. Every once in a while we stray off, we get distracted. Life takes us down, but we don't stay off for very long when, when, when we're ready. They continue to try to push us back on path. Now, do we listen? Do we pay attention? Sometimes no. Sometimes it takes several times for things to happen for us to go, wait a minute, they're trying to hit me over the head. I'm not paying attention. Maybe I should pay attention to what's happening. <laughs> around me right if we're not completely shut down because i i do believe that there are souls on this plane in this planet that have completely shut down to connecting to anything they've just like okay i'm just gonna move through the motions uh i call them the zombies because they're just kind of walking through life without 
really any connection and really don't want to connect, right? So they're just like, oh, day after day, Groundhog Day going one right after the other. So I feel like these bump contracts for those of us that really want to be on purpose, that really want to follow, they're going to help us get back on track so we don't get too far away or too far off. I don't believe of what we're trying to accomplish on some soul level. So I love your story because I think lots of people are experiencing things that are happening, whether it's an accident, an illness, a loss, right? All these things create these opportunities for us to go, wait a minute, there's something more here. There's something I'm not paying attention to, or there's something I really need to understand and lean into. And it gives us those opportunities to do that, those experiences. So I absolutely love that. And I love the fact that you love tarot. So we also have people out there that are fearful of tarot because of certain belief systems, right? That they believe that these are bad or whatever. So Jessica, talk to us about your journey with tarot and some of the experiences you've had with tarot as you've picked up these cards and started working with them. Yeah, you know, wow. First of all, thank you for sharing all that. I'm so intrigued about the bump contract. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to reach out to you about that. Maybe I need an Akashic Records reading or something. Um, and I just want to say it's very interesting that you are asking me about this because the other day I was doing laundry and I just started like channeling this message around tarot and Catholicism, actually. Um, and I'm excited I get to share it here. <laughs> so thank you for tuning into that. Um, so my beliefs in tarot is, and just to share more of my background, I was raised Catholic. Um, and then I found like West, um, Eastern philosophy, yoga philosophy, Buddhism. And then I found Hinduism and new age spirituality and astrology. And so my whole thing is I believe in literally everything that is of the light and any, I think any kind of dogma or practice can be interpreted in the light right? Especially when we get closer to the original text or the original source, or the original person. Um, but it's shown up in my life in some really interesting ways, because as a tarot reader who loves God, like I love God and I, I rock with Jesus. I don't know as much about Jesus's story as I do about some other <laughs> like ascended masters or gods and goddesses or things like that. But I think, you know, wonderful energy. And this comes up a lot. My husband, comes from a Christian household and he's um, very open and his family, they believe that tarot and astrology are essentially worshiping the devil, right? And my viewpoint is this. It, first of all, it definitely depends on who's reading. Whoever is reading your cards is going to be able to access your energy. So I think that that's something really important for people to understand is the reader almost matters more than the cards. <laughs> the reader matters more than the cards. So you want to find a reader who's working with the light. You know a reader's working with the light because you're not going to feel fear from their messages. You're not going to feel anxiety. You're not going to feel insecure after. They might say something that you didn't want to hear, <laughs> but it's going to feel like resonant. You're going to be like, oh yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking I should break up with my boyfriend. I just hadn't been ignoring it this whole time, right? Um, but I think that personally, 
I've never encountered a dark energy doing any readings. And I've been doing tarot readings for the last seven years on myself and on other people. What I have seen is reflections of what people already know and aspects of themselves that they have been scared to explore. So certain things might come up in a reading, right? Like um, somebody may be struggling with their sexuality and maybe they haven't come out of the closet yet, but I can feel into their energy and feel like, oh, this person is LGBTQ plus, right? Um, there might be somebody who really wants to leave their partnership and they're looking for that courage to leave. And I can pick up on that. Maybe somebody is a healer or a teacher and I can pick up on that naturally, right? So my whole thing is tarot is only going to show you what you already know. And when you're working with a guy who's working with the light, you're in safe hands. And I think tarot can be extremely empowering. You know, it gives you that. To me, I look at tarot and also astrology as like cosmic pep talks. They affirm what you already know and they help you get more confident in listening to your intuition. Um, and the last thing I'll say is also tarot reflects how you feel in the moment. So one time I had a reading with this lady and um, she said, you know, you need to break up with your boyfriend and leave your job. And I was like, okay. And at that time I was struggling with my job and struggling with my boyfriend. And I did, I broke up with my boyfriend. I broke up with my job. <laughs> Six months later, I go through this whole journey. I just sit with plant medicine. I'm like exploring myself and I'm realizing intuitively, I want to go back to this job. Intuitively, I feel called to go back to this person. Well, that job is a job that I have now that I've had for the last four years that I love. And that boyfriend is my husband <laughs> that I've been with for the last two years since then, right? So I also just want to point that out that like the, re the reader is working with your current energy and you get free will. Tarot is not about fate. It's about telling you what you already know so you can step into your power. I love that. I'm going to share a little bit of my wisdom. Oh. So I'm the founder of Sacred Temple Mystery School. So I teach courses on the mysteries. And this is what I can tell you. I'm a person that works only in the light too. Everything has polarity. So if I pick up this heart and I tell you this heart is dark and you believe it's dark, then it'll be dark. Mm -hmm. If I tell you that this heart is light and full of light and you believe it's full in light, then it will be light. Everything on the planet has shadow and light aspects. It's part of our experience, part of the things that we learn. I come from a background of Southern Baptist is where I started my religious path. So I definitely have a relationship with Jesus and all that. And we were taught tarot was evil and dark. Well, if you know Christianity and a lot of that, some of the stuff's been twisted by man to bring fear into our lives so that we're afraid. The tarot holds a lot of wisdom. It is a doorway to knowledge. And I also believe that your reader is very important, just like Jessica has said in your reading. We, as readers, we have a responsibility because a lot of people that sit with us take everything I, we say as the gospel. And the truth is we're tapping into the energy of that moment. Her energy of, I'm not sure about this relationship, I'm not sure about this job is just a choice that she's processing 
doesn't always necessarily mean. So if I say something to you about this is changing or this is shifting, you still have free will, free choice to either pick that information up and run with it or say, nope, not my energy. I'm shifting this way. And you're automatically, energy is always in motion. Everything is moving. So I may tell you something today and you may walk out of my office and you may decide on some level that I'm going in this direction, not in this direction. And you've shifted everything that we've talked about on a certain level, because again, you still have free will, free choice to choose. That's why we're here is that we can make choices and what we choose to do. So the cards lay out what it is today, what the energy is today, what you need to think. And sometimes people come for a reading and they're like, well, I've been thinking about that. I already knew that. Well, maybe you still haven't heard it, right? You still haven't processed. You've been told two or three times from two or three different directions and you're still like, I'm not sure about that. And Spirit's like, come on, pick up the sword. It's time to move in that direction. So Noah's readers, we're just helping be a guidepost of things that you already know or confirmations or insight or deeper understanding of what's going on so that you can make really good decisions. Because what I find at least in my readings, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And your guides typically aren't going to tell you what to do because you have a choice. There are many directions to every choice we make. And it's really up to you to choose. I can tell you some insights to those choices, but I can't make those choices for you. I'm never going to tell you to do this or do that because my guides aren't going to tell me. Have you ever asked intuitively, what should I do? And you get, really no answers or <laughs> insights because they know it's your choice, whatever you choose, right? So um, we have to look at it a little differently sometimes in, in how we do. And I love tarot. Um, I was one that believed it was evil. You know, I was raised in that belief system. So it's a big step. My daughter will say all the time, Nikki is, she hid her tarot deck as a teenager under her bed because I would have told her, she, I told her if she read her horoscope, she was going to go to hell. So you can imagine what I would have thought of a tarot deck back then. So, you know, we evolve, we change, we grow, we expand. It's part of our journey, right? So just a few things that I wanted to share about tarot that you mentioned, because I love the light, because you're absolutely right. You want somebody that's sitting in the light, that wants to empower you, that wants your best for you. And not everyone that works in this arena comes from that perspective. And so you really have to consider what does it feel like when I sit with them? Does it feel right to me? Does that answer feel right? Because readings have long-term effects, whether we believe it or not. People will record a reading and go back and listen to it three years later and go, wow, I understand what she's talking about now, right? They have long-term effects. They really do when you go back and listen to them. So um, I love the tarot as well. So I love that you read tarot. 
so cool. Yeah, thank you for sharing about your journey with tarot. And, you know, like, I think that there's also an opportunity for compassion. Like, you had to go through that experience of, of not feeling connected to it or the beliefs that you had around it, right? To rise into your power and ownership of it. Like, same thing as your daughter. Like, she had to learn how to own the fact that she had that tarot deck under her desk. And even if you are, even if you do get a reading from somebody who, either isn't working with the light or it's just not resonating too. Cause sometimes people innocently just, they're not as connected to their energy, right? So they're reading something that isn't there, right? It's like, sometimes you have to go through that to deepen into what do I know to be true and to listen to your inner voice more strongly and more fully. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. It's really important because I have people come to me where they've had a reader tell them that their boyfriend's going to cheat on them that their boyfriend's going to leave them or that they should leave their boyfriend. And my first response is, do you believe that? Does that mm. resonate? Is there something that's happened that makes you believe that? And if the mm. answer is no, why are you taking that on? Why are you bringing that in to create that? Why are you just let it go? Because if you have a bad reading with somebody or you have a reading with someone and you walk away and go, that doesn't feel right. Just let it go. Don't own it. Don't take it on. Don't, don't allow it to be created. Just let it go because there are opportunities. So a friend and I, a friend of mine and I went to Salem last year, the year before, because we were curious. I'm curious. I also knew that I had a life there and I needed to go and see about that life because I'd seen it. I've seen some of my past lives and one of them is in Salem. And so it was a little bit of a journey of discovery and adventure, right? And so before we went, a friend of ours said, be careful because people bring stuff home from there. And so I'm like, it's not all light there. There's a lot of darkness there. Of course there is from the history and all the energy. So we went and we were shielded, like rock solid shielded. And when we went to get a reading, the reader couldn't read us to save her life. Everything she said was way off track. Was that her fault? No, I don't think so. I think it had a lot to do with we're not bringing anything home. We're not taking anything back with us. We're very shielded. She couldn't tap into our energy. So when you sit down with someone, if you're not open and feel comfortable, that reader is going to have a very difficult time getting a clear connection and information because as Jessica mentioned earlier, they're reading your energy. There's a little bit of this energy happening and if you're very closed off or you're super emotional about something here's another thing people will go to readings when they're upset or frustrated those are hard to read because your energy is all over the place either in excitement sadness anger frustration and that's hard to separate all that the best time to go to readings when you're calm cool collective you're really not expecting anything. You're open to what they may want to tell you. Jessica will have a super easy time along with other readers to give you a great reading. But if you're like, 
what's my relationship like? Is where is he gonna be there? All that gets in the way of really getting clear information in a reading. It's hard to read somebody that's in that space. Have you found that, Jessica, in your clients? Yeah, so definitely. And uh, you know what I think is there's a I love the story you just shared about Salem and I think there's a misconception that tarot is manipulating energy um, and it's not. It's actually went to a bookstore the other day and I got a little annoyed that they put tarot books with witchcraft books because, you know, you can do whatever you want. Everybody has free will. And also I don't personally practice witchcraft because the way that I've been introduced to it is that it's manipulating energy. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. I am not here to like, you know, solve that riddle. Just not something that's resonated with me. But something that really bothered me was I was like, okay, so this book is about spells, which can be positively manipulating energy too. Tarot to me is not anything about manipulating energy. It's reading whatever is already there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it can be really hard to connect to someone because I'm not going to go into the field and open their heart to be open to receiving what I'm going to say. You know, I'm not here to convince anybody that tarot is, a, is what they should do because we all have free will. And I truly believe that you get to come to that for yourself. And I don't know if tarot is for everyone, period. Just like, you know, I just, just because I don't vibe with spells, spell work, doesn't mean that it's not a powerful tool for other people. We all have different tools that resonate with us more. And yeah, I've had situations where people almost like, wait, I had one that was really funny. I don't know if we have time, if I can share with you really quick. Can I? Stop? Yeah. Um, I, so I started getting into tarot, like I said, when I was in college, like college age and, um, I was dating this guy and I was like at his dorm with him and his friend and he was pretty open. He was like, do a reading on me. So I did. And then he started his, when his friend came home, he started kind of joking about it and they were like laughing and they were like, do a reading on, on me. So I already felt like closed. I was like, I can't read this guy. He's very skeptical, but I think I pulled a couple of cards for him and um, one of the cards that stood out to him most was the Knight of Swords. And he just like, I could tell that something clicked for him when he saw the artwork on that card. This was like the Morgan Beer decks. It's the man laying on his belly and he has the Nine Swords in his back. Um, and I and I was so turned off by that whole experience that I left the deck at their house. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to take that home with me. I'm going to just get a new deck. So years, maybe a year later, I'm going through a breakup with this guy. And my friend is like, you should go back and get your tarot deck. So I'm like, okay, so we go back, we get the deck, we retrieve it, we sage it, we cleanse it. And I'm thinking in my head about that card and how weird it was that he was so obsessed with it. So I'm trying to find it because I want to look at the art again. The card is nowhere to be found. I'm like, that's weird. I count it again. I count it again. I count it. One of the cards is missing. Two years go by and this guy is um, in like a AA program and he's making amends and he reaches out and he's like, I want to apologize for the way I treated you. We have a beautiful clearing conversation. His energy is super open. And I say, Hey, weird question, but did you steal that tarot card? He said, yeah, I did. And then I tried to burn it and it almost lit my curtains on fire. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, and I just took that as like, a reminder that we only receive what we're ready for and um and it's okay if it's so it's also okay like I'm not here as a reader to convince you to get a tarot reading I'm just here to read your energy if you want me to and I think the intuitive knowing 
when you know it's time for reading, it's going to feel calm. It's not going to feel like this chaotic, I got into a fight, I need a reading right now kind of energy that some people come with the emotions. Um, and it's not going to be something that you're, that you could be nervous, but you're not going to be scared. <laughs> right. So and it's, you want it, you want it to be a space where people are open and it's not jokey or funny or a game, right? Because you want to hold reverence and sacredness for the work. Cause I feel like if we're playing around with it, joking around with it, the deck is not going to show up for us in the same way that it's going to show up when we sit down in that very sacred reverent space. Right. Totally. Yeah. You know, and there's like a trend right now on TikTok last couple of years where people are doing a lot of readings in their cars. And I think I did a reading once in my car because I was kind of like living in my car for a little bit. So it was like my home. Right. But if you're not in that situation, to me, that could be really harmful because when you bring your deck places, you're, you're allowing it to receive the energy of that space. So I think, and yeah, maybe in some situations, if you literally live, if your car is your dwelling, or it just happens to be like a van or a space where you do a lot of healing work, then keep going. Right. But if it's not, and you're just at the Walmart parking lot and you want to do a tarot reading, you know, think about that. What are the other energies that I'm drawing into this space? Cause you might be trying to read for a collective or an individual um, that feels concrete, but because you're in this public space, you're receiving everybody else's energy too. Yeah, definitely impacts. That's for sure. So talk to us about psychosynthesis. What is that for somebody that doesn't understand what that is? Share with us a little bit about what is that? Sure. Yeah. So psychosynthesis is essentially the science of the soul. Um, it was created in the mid 1900s. And something that's interesting about psychosynthesis is with a lot of new age philosophies coming out right now, um, there's a lot of resemblance to psychosynthesis. So for example, internal family systems is very closely related to subpersonality work in psychosynthesis. Um, another thing is brain heart coherence, Joe Dispenza's work resonates very deeply with the psychological functions of psychosynthesis. So essentially it's a framework that is rooted in transpersonal or spiritual psychology. So it combines both the grounded um, principles of psychology and the lifted spirits of spirituality. Um, the founder, Roberto Assagioli, he's an Italian psychiatrist, or he was, he passed away. And he studied under Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud for a long time. And what he found was their work was a little too focused on the basement of the person. So think about people being a house. Their work was all about the subconscious and the basement. He wanted to look at the entire house, the whole person in a really integrative way. And that's how he created psychosynthesis. Um, so I would say it's a love-based transpersonal psychology practice that I think serves as complementary to a lot of uh, new age practices. It's a way to kind of ground what you receive. So let's say you have a plant medicine journey is not new age, but you have a plant medicine journey or you get a tarot reading or an astrology reading and you get this like amazing um, kind of transpersonal explosion of who you are. Well, how do you bring that into your daily life? Um, how do you bring that into your awareness and understand that who you are is, is the middle of all of it. It's contentless awareness and will and psychosynthesis. And you can bring all these experiences that you have, whether they're transpersonal like a tarot reading or an astrology reading or medicine journey, 
or maybe they're a little more uncomfortable, like some, some trauma or some wounding in your lower unconscious. How can you bridge the two together to um, access who you are beyond all of that? I love and, that. Yeah, it's hard to thank you. It was, it was a little long-winded. And to be honest, it's hard to explain. Like even the program that I got certified in uh, and teach for is nine months long meeting, you know, maybe several times a week. So it is like a very rich kind of body of work that is, uh, I find can be challenging to put into a pitch or an elevator pitch or something short, but yeah, it's essentially like learning who you are beyond all that you've experienced, connecting to something greater and then activating your will to bring that into your physical reality. I love that. I love that. So I'm sure it helps people on so many levels working with those techniques, processes, program, that sort of thing. Cause I know you also do coaching as well. So, you know, what do you find your clients really gain from, you know, that experience of working in that area? Yeah, I think it's, um, confidence is the biggest thing, confidence and, and, uh, balance, ba confidence, balance, and integration be the three biggest things. Um, every group of uh, coaching clients I have, I have a six-month program. So every six months is a different group of women. And what I found is I tend to attract either women who are too up here or they're too down here, right? They're too in the root, they're too in the 3D, or they're too in the crown, too in the 5D. And what I found is through combining these different modalities, people can come back to who they are and how do they want to navigate through these different realms of reality, of consciousness, and of being a human, uh, a spiritual being having a human experience on earth in 2023. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, when I edit this video, I will definitely put Jessica's website on the bottom so that you can check out her website and her information. Share with us some of the things that you offer to clients, like services and classes, and, and I'm sure they're on your website, but just give us a little insight. Yeah, totally. So right now, the way you can work with me is through booking an intuitive tarot reading or an astrology reading. Um, they're Default setup is online, but if you are in the Denver area, you're more than welcome to come to my home. We can do it in person or I can go to you. Um, I also have um, monthly new and full moon circles at my house, actually, at a private residence in Park Hill. So if you're in the Denver area and you want to get involved with that, you can let me know. Um, I'm doing just the new moon for January and just the new moon for February because my baby's due on February 24th. So just dwindling down a little bit. And then over the summer, um, I will be relaunching my wild women coaching program. So if you want to look into that, if you want a deeper container, um, all the information about my program is available on my website. There's testimonials there. You can sign up for a waiting list or send me an email and let me know that you want me to reach out to you, uh, over the summer when I'm done with maternity leave. And that kind of comes back around. So I'd say for the, yeah, the time that this podcast comes out and it's going to be later January, uh, tarot astrology readings or one of the moon circles would be the best uh, way to work with me. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Miss Jessica. Congratulations on the baby and congratulations yep. on moving to Denver. How exciting. I'm trying to convince her to come to the center and check us out too. I'm sure she's got a lot on her plate until the baby's born, but hopefully you'll come out and check us out over the summer. We would love to have you. So 
That'd be crazy. I would love that. And um, yeah, she's a spirit baby in here. So <laughs> I'm sure she'd love that too. <laughs> Maybe I'll come once, come once before the baby comes and a couple times after so you, you can meet her too. <laughs> All right. That sounds wonderful. Thank you for watching to Sacred Magic Podcast or listening on our podcast channels. Uh, we hope that you'll like, comment, and follow us on our channels, and we would love to see you in person if you live in the Denver area. And, you know, as always, I hope you have a sacred, magical week that's filled with love and light and a brand new bright year for 2024. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Thank you, Jessica, for being part of this. I really appreciate that. And thank you for watching. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love the show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.